Hello, and welcome to the Wannabes Podcast. My name is JD, and today's 1v1 is very special for obvious reasons. We have a top 50 player. Look at that. Toussaint. Toussaint is uh, one of my old friends. We've housed in multiple majors. We grew up in the same county and went to the same locals when we were both bad and now he's obviously skyrocketed into notoriety. Um, I think undisputably the second best puff in the world, this guy. So doing great things and we were able to sit down and talk and this was a really good episode. It's a bit of a longer one and I just think it it ramps up in how fun it was. It just gets better and better. And it was just a great time. So off the bat, I wanted to say a few things. This intro is already going long, but if you made it this far, I just want to ask you to check out the Wannabes regular episodes. They're just named the Wannabes episode, etc. Me and Will Wasabi talk every week about our own experiences as players. You know, the come up, coming up in New York City, playing in Hax's nightclub every week the grind, the struggle, and what it's like to kind of keep a 9-to-5 job but still try to make it as melee players. Also, check out our Discord where you could ask questions. It will take a good amount of time to answer them. That's about it. This is a really great episode. I'm excited to share it with everyone. Share it yourself if you like it. And without further ado, this is Toussaint. been playing melee for any period of time you've heard of this man he is the number one puff in our heart he's the number 44 player as of summer 2019 and he is rockland county's finest his name is two saint how you doing too i'm doing great man how are you doing fantastic i'm happy we finally got to do this um right you're you're easily the the most uh, how do we say most familiar top player I know it's it's cool seeing how far you've come since you started playing we've just been uh we've been in the same region this whole time man it's crazy it's crazy Dude, um you know I always thought you were from Long Island I know you thought I was <laughs> yeah well for a while <laughs> until yeah. uh what like a year in <laughs> until we were actually playing together for that long yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right, fine. Well, I thought you were Jersey, so I think that's fair. Because <laughs> you were literally dude. just hitting Jersey tournaments for so long. Don't get me started on Jersey, dude. All right, I think I will start on Jersey, to be honest, because I want to start on your like how you started playing the game. So what was the beginning of your career like? What was the first local you went to? What, what's, what was like the early arc of Toussaint? The early Arca Toussaint. So, funny enough, I'm one of those players who have never changed their tag, like, ever. So, shout-outs to my tag, Toussaint. Um, your name. I started out, <laughs> I started out um, with my boy, Kami, his real name, Adrian. 
And we were doing a fashion show together. But it was like a school fashion show. It wasn't like anything like serious. It was just like a school fashion show. And yes. And the, co- the topic of best Smash player came about, you know, typical casual shit. Like, yo, I'm the best in, in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. At the time, Brawl was like the game. Like, Smash 4 was not out yet. It was n- No one even thought that shit was coming out at the time. Like, the Wii U was not even invented. So we're talking about Brawl. And we go back to his place to play Brawl. And I swear to you, I've never played someone like... Because I used to think I was the best at Brawl. Hands down. Like everyone thought, like thinks about the about themselves, right? Best right. on the spot. But um, he was like equally matched for sure, and this competitive drive of me and him just going to each other's houses to play brawl, of went on for like a few months until we re- we realized that um, brawl is not played anymore, and no one likes that game. And it's not even competitive. So our hearts just like sank immediately because we're like, wow, we just wasted so much time, but it was fun, et cetera, et cetera. And then we um, we heard of something called Project M and we like looked at it and was like, yo, what the fuck? Like everyone's <laughs> moving mad fast. Mewtwo? Like, I think Mewtwo was the seller, the sell point for us. And um, we... Learn how to hack a Wii. That took a while. And then we played Project M. And we were serious about Project M. We didn't know there was any tournaments, by the way. Like, we didn't, we didn't know about tournaments or anything. We just thought about, like, the competition amongst ourselves. And we grinded Project M, like, hardcore. Like, we were doing 40 stock sets. 40, no, 40 stock games on what? FB. Yeah, we were going crazy. Me, me and Kami were going crazy. Like... <laughs> We're playing like, yeah, 40 stock games, 10, t- first to 10 sets. Like, we would start the night on a first to 10, and we'd always end the night on a first to 10. And then we found out that ROM was around the corner from us in Nanuit because of the documentary. You know how they talked about like ROM and like yeah. Mango? Yeah, yep. so it was it was crazy to think about like how Rom was just you know right there. So we went we went to we went to it I think on a random day, and nothing was going on. We asked the guy, the clerk or whatever, "Yo, is there like melee tournaments still going on around here?" And then the guy just like kind of laughs and was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something called uh, some shit." I, he didn't even say the name. He just said that there is a tournament. On I forget the day, but what what was it, bro? Like Friday? It was like style points. Was that style, was, was oh shit, style. But there was something was, before that. Yeah, I remember before style points. Um, uh, something with a tomato. Was that just the um, the no, stream that was overlay? Style. That was style points. What was there before was, style points? There was something points. before style points. Revival of where... Rockland or something? No, 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 no. Style points was the first one, dude. Style Points was the first one. Then it was a revival of Rock. Uh, but there's okay. something before Style Points. That's something that Gabe went to, like Emo Killer went to. Like, um, it had a different overlay. Like Sig Melee was doing it, actually, for a bit. But it was not called Style Points. This was before my time. But anyway, so we, we go there. Um, 
I think I get like fourth or something. Like at the first tournament. Uh no 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 no, no. wait that, this is I'm going too I'm going too ahead of myself. Um, it was a Project M tournament first. I had both Project M and Melee, and I don't think I entered Melee at all. And no no now I'm really remembering how this went down. I meet this guy named Storms at the tournament. And he's like just shitting on PM, calling it a joke game, etc. And then, um, and then what happened after that? I think he invited us to his house to play melee, and we got our asses kicked. And then we kind of just decided, like from there on, that like Project M is like not the game because 3.5 like was getting released around this time, and like mm-hmm. 3.5 just like kind of changed everything. Yep, I remember. Yeah, so the game, once 3.5 came out, the game officially died for me and Adrian, and we moved on to Melee. And this is when we started picking up mains. Uh, he chose Marth. I chose Fox, and then he just beat my ass into the ground for, like, three months straight. Uh, I did not like that matchup. <laughs> so I switched to Jigglypuff, and I was just crouching the whole time. I was being such a degenerate. But the whole practice regimen was pretty much the same for Project M. Where we're doing 40 stock games, 10 first to 10 sets. So, like, we were just grinding it out still. And then we'd go to style points. And that's, I think, the first melee style points I went to. I got top eight, maybe. Maybe. I, I remember not doing bad, but, like, nothing really good. And, I, remember, uh, I remember back then it was actually, like, low key, pretty competitive. Like, there were a lot of old-school players that, when everyone was new and, like, really fired up about Melee, like, after the documentary, all this shit, there's just mad good players there, you know? Dude, the first tournament I was at with Melee, Swedish Delight was there, Captain Smuckers was there, J-Flex was there. Yeah. Um, mind you, I didn't know I didn't know who the fuck they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was commentating. I was commentating their set. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if this is on YouTube. It's like Swedish Delight versus Captain Smuckers. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why Smuckers isn't mashing. Like, he, sh- he-, he can get out the grabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. High school oh, yeah. two cent. <laughs> yeah. High school two cent. <laughs> so, all right. So, style points for a bit. And uh, at a certain point, you started going to um, Hitbox Arena, right? Dude, that was my shit. I missed that place. Yeah, so how was how was that experience? What made you want to start going there as often as you did? When did you start, you know, doing well, all that stuff? Um I started to, I started going because it was just more convenient. It was like closer to my house actually than Nanuit. Huh. Um What what else is the reason? I think the fact that just a lot of people were there all the time, no matter what, was a big factor. And the guy, the TO, was just, he wasn't really a TO. He was just like the owner of the place, Johnny. Johnny. Was, yeah, he was just really cool and pleasant. And like, he would always talk to me. And, you know, he just made it like a more enjoyable time all around. There was a better stream, also. That yeah, was the for sure. main thing. There was a way better stream. Um, like, you can go see your VODs like immediately, like, not chopped audio there's a stream room like a commentary room um yeah and there was just a lot of setups uh, and the competition was fairly higher for sure like 
mid-level. Mid-level competition was, like, barely higher. Right. Like, I wouldn't just go there, get bought by Smuckers, and then, like, want to die, you know? Like, I go there, and I fight, like, people more my level. And at the tip-top, it was, like, J-Flex. And that seemed like a more obtainable goal for me and Kami to just, like, you know, like, want to beat that guy instead of, like, <laughs> like beating Smuckers or um, Swedish who, like, just make J-Flex look not good at that time. Right. So, yeah, okay, so there were, I think there were two summers that you were just going to Hitbox all the time. So the first one, um, I remember, because I was going to a good amount of them, too, and it was, just as you said, like, ton of people there every week, um, tough competition up top, but generally, like, good players, like, all down the line. Um, that's where we met Swooper, also. Uh, oh, Swooper. Yeah would always go to that tournament. Um, and so I think the year after that is when you really started to pull away and um, start taking a lot more wins. Or am I, am I squishing two years together? Um, no, I think that's about right. I, that, that is like the correct timeline. As soon as I met Super, that's when I started just grinding a lot by myself. Like, hmm. no longer... Really, like, I still would play with Kami, but the games would be heavily in my favor. Like, I'm talking about, like, I'm 10 owing him. Like, I'm up, like, 30 stocks in the in the 40-stock thing. Um, yeah, and my training regimen was, was, like, paragraphs long. S, like, like, at least five pages long. At least five pages long of shit I'd do in a day. Um, I'd be at school... And instead of, uh, like, learning, I'd be watching Hungrybox sets. Like, I, I think I just took the game to another level. And then I started, after school, um, I just started going to JFlex's house to practice instead of um, going going to sports, like I uh, told my parents that I was going to do. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, they thought you were playing sports, but you were playing Melee? Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> That is crazy. Did they ever find out? No. <laughs> no. Yo. It doesn't matter in the long run because, like, no. like, it turned out well, you know. That is that is nuts. All right. Yeah, you talked about something I, I wanted to bring up, which is I think there's this misconception around uh, you and other players that seem to um, have a pretty fast kind of come up. You know, that seemingly come out of nowhere. I did air quotes there. Um, yeah. But I think what goes unsaid a lot of the time is the work that's put in. And I think for someone like you in particular, um, there's a misconception that because you play Puff, you weren't working hard. But mm. everyone else saw the type of work you were putting in. So I want to elaborate a little more on that, um, on the work you know, on the, the work ethic part of that, what, like, was there any, like, eureka moment or any, any aha sort of, like, I want to start playing this game a lot? Do you remember the time that made you want to start grinding, or was it kind of a gradual thing? I think the moment that maybe put me into that zone was <laughs> um, Evo. I think maybe it was Evo twenty. 2016 that really like made me just love love the game 
even more. I want I wanted to be like a part of it, you know, you know, like the yeah. like the storyline of Melee, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much the motivation to make me keep going. Like, so there's something there's just something about those big tournaments, you know, to inspire you. Also, like a mango combo video in, spe- in particular really right. made me want to just grind more. Because I realized I was pretty, I was like just nowhere near their level, and I really just wanted to be there. Yeah, that's a good a good a reason of, as any. Plus, fuck sports, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so what kind of gave you inspiration for how to practice? Were there any like original guides you found, or it seems like Puff's kind of hard character to find like information on, especially back then, on how to get better. So, what was your process like there? So there's two puff guides, to my knowledge, um, that are like legit puff guides. There's Mahone's puff guide and then there's Mango's puff guide, both on new, not Newgrounds, um, Smashboards. <laughs> Newgrounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, both on Smashboards, and honestly, like, though those are really good guides. Those those are really good guides. If any puff wants to start out, they should definitely start out there. But. The meta has significantly changed uh, for Puff, like, for down the line. Because it, it became, like, more defensive, like, the game in general. Um, so Puff, like, just couldn't really hang too much, I guess. I don't really know. But what, what, was, what was the question again? Like, finding Puff guides? Yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much answered it. Um, and so did you uh, kind of pull... A practice session out of there for your solo practice um i know you're playing jflex and entering a ton of tournaments so did you kind of phase out the solo practice after a while and just try to play as much people as possible or what was your strategy no. there no I, I didn't i didn't that grinding friendlies was never really my um take huh my so what i was doing um by the way those puff guys they, they're like more of like a beginner guy they only get you so far what right. really made me like set apart from like other puffs i guess i would i would always watch my sets over and then like i just take notes on everything i thought was bad but most of but most importantly i took notes on what i thought my opponent did was bad and i just started documenting like every single player in the region and everything bad they do and wow like, yeah it was it <laughs> it's a little it was, it's a little it's a little um what do you call it? What anime character does that? I, I don't really know. But <laughs> it, it was very, like, information-heavy. Very, very information-heavy, I guess. Because I felt more comfortable just knowing, like, what would happen next. Um, also, my solo practice regimen, um, it, it was not from any of these guys. It was just from basic bread and butters to movement. I wanted to feel, like, as if I was the character. Like, I... Like, I could perform any action at any given moment type of deal. So I never wanted to fuck up in tournament. Um, that's why I, I always like to edge cancel, because that just shows me that I'm moving the way I want to. I'm placing my aerials exactly where I want to be. Um, what, what else? I also did, like, a bunch of rest setups on every character in the game. I would also practice on every character in the game. I would... um. Just beating them up though, like I wasn't, I, I wasn't like practicing like specific combos, but like I would take, I would go down the list starting from like what is it, Doctor Mario? I th- so like from Doctor Mario, I would just practice uh, four stocks, four stocks, you know, regular game. I would just have a game on each stage, 
with that one character, and then I move on to the next character, and then I keep going until I got to the end. So I just felt comfortable comboing each character. Wow, that's um, that's some heavy work, dude. That's uh, <laughs> that's not a I normal mean, workload. I mean, back in the day, I thought of it as fun. Like I thought it was just like really fun to do. More more along the lines of like like it being work. Like I didn't see it as work. I saw it as like fun. I saw improvements in myself. And the improvement shown, like I saw it with my results in tournament. I, I started winning more. I started being people I, I I'd lose to all the time. And you know, it felt very uh satisfying. Yeah. And well it's cool. That that gives a lot more insight. I didn't know I knew you were playing a lot and entering like every NJ local. I did not know you were playing every single character on every competitive stage. Not every single stage, every legal stage, right? Yeah, every every competitive stage. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> that would be a lot. Um, but word, that's cool. So uh, you start going back to Hitbox Arena. You start taking a bunch of tournaments in a row. You, you had some crazy streak one summer, I remember. You are just like farming that local. Like it wasn't even, it, was, it became a competition for second. Oh, yeah, HBA. Dude, I remember. Yeah, that was like, that was two years ago. It was either two or three years ago. Yeah, no, it was two years ago. I haven't been playing for that long. It was two years ago, and yeah, I just freed, I just freed it up. It was... <laughs> it, it, but Etai was coming up, though, during that, during that time period. I remember him just, like, beating JFlex solidly out of nowhere. I did not even know who the fuck he was. Right. And uh, I was just so impressed because, like, in my mind, I thought Super would take the place. You know, like yeah. Super, like the, the person to like defeat J Flex like consistently, but it was just this random guy I just didn't know. But he's so he's pretty cool. Also, I want to uh, add in I forgot to mention, but this is probably the most important um, thing that happened for my journey to like getting good was I hit up Prince of Boo, and I I paid him like twenty dollars for like an hour um session. Huh. And we had a Skype call and everything on Netplay, yeah. And it was it was a value. Did you just do it once and you like just got a lot out of it? Oh, I did it once, but I made I made that hour count, dude. Like I had, <laughs> like I had at least fifty or I had like fifty questions like written, like written down, and before I even paid him, and I asked him every single one. That wow. like that boosted me. For real, because there were super specific questions. There were not like, oh wait, what what should I do in neutral versus Falcon? It was like, it was like, hey, like I'm really I'm really um getting uh stuck like getting back to the stage. Uh, like I'm trying to get off the ledge, and the Falcon keeps upbearing me at the platform, uh, usually towards the middle of the stage, not so much trying to like by the edge. Like just very specific scenarios I would talk about. Right. Wow. Uh, so you were you were doing drug fox lessons before it was a thing, yeah. Before it was even a thing, and Prince Abu, like he he was kind of shocked about like all these questions uh, I was asking, dude. And it was it was really it was really um, a nice thing for me when the next the time I met him like IRL, he was just like super like super proud of me, like he he was like dude I like I can't believe you made it like this far. And stuff like I remember that day, and I was like, "Dude, I know, right?" <laughs> Here I am. That's some uh, that's some Jigglypuff solidarity right there. You gotta love it. For real, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, 
farm HBA. You buy a laptop with the money. I remember that. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> it's right uh, here. Then, then after that summer, you you go to um, school, right? Yeah. So you go up to college, and then you ended up transferring to Albany, if I'm not mistaken, or is that someone else? No, 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 no. Uh, Gabe is transferred to New Paltz, so I don't oh, know okay. who's in Albany. Um, if that's what you were thinking, then gotcha. That's that. So straight to U Albs, dirty Albs, and mm-hmm. um, so how did that affect your melee career? Because as we all know, it's not the same thing as tri-state. It, it's it's impossible to be. Just not the same amount of people. Um, so how did you kind of keep your, cause you still haven't, you still haven't broken out at this point, right? Yeah, I haven't yet. Not, I've not done it yet. So how did you balance all that? Um, so when I first went to school, my main goal was to get a 4.0. Like I was just being super serious about it. Like I started out in biology and I was like, I'm going to become a scientist and I'm going to fucking just go hard, dude. And that's what I did. I did hella all-nighters. Um, I just worked my ass off. And I didn't get a 4.0. I got a 3.6. And yeah, that was that was my first semester. But like relating to Melee, um, this is when I started to feel my Melee wings just like slightly like die out. Hmm. Like, I was just, like, forming the society at this point. And I would go to school, just bust my ass. And then, like, we had this tournament series called um, Pastime Legends. But, like, yep. no, like, it, like, I hate to say this because I love everyone in, um, in Capital Region. But no one was near my level. Like, nowhere near. And it was just, like, depressing to go. It was, like, it was just depressing to go to that local but I also liked money, so I, I I started to go mainly for the money, and like I think by like second semester I just like started to hate myself. I was like, dude, I, I don't like this game. Not second semester, yeah, second semester. I was like, I, I'm not really liking this game anymore so much. Like it's really boring now. Like all I do is win. So like I'm literally suffering from success, and and then super hits me up talking about yo we need to go to ceo dreamland (laughs) and i'm like fuck that who has the money for ceo dreamland and he's like dude we could take the bus we could take the bus and i'm like the (laughs) bus to florida to orlando florida and honestly i don't know why i i did this but i was literally like yeah you know what fine we're go we're going we're going to ceo dreamland dude we'll do it We'll do it, man. We'll do it over the spring break. Fuck it. And that's what we did. We get like we got uh, bus tickets to Florida. It was a twenty-four hour bus ride. It was horrible. We got stuck in Virginia <laughs> at one point, and we got stuck. At, <laughs> tell me how we got stuck in Virginia, dude. We got stuck in Virginia because we had to switch buses, and when we were switching buses, the bus driver was like, "This is not your bus, fam." Even though our shit was already on the bus, they're telling us this, they're telling us that it wasn't our bus. And then they kicked us off. And later did we find out, of course it was our bus. And then we have to spend like eight hours in, in Virginia at a at a bus stop. No, Maryland. I don't it was some random state, dude. 
anyway, yeah. So we eventually got there. And to Florida. We eventually got to Florida. And it was really nice. It was so nice outside. It was really hot. Great change of pace from New York weather. Uh, very sunny outside. And I guess I'm just going to talk about CEO Dreamland now. Um, yeah, do it. Yeah, so CEO Dreamland, my first ever major, quote unquote. I don't know if I can consider that a major now. Because being at actual majors, I don't know if that was, uh, truthfully. Because it ended up being like more of a, like it was like 200 people there. It wasn't that much. But anyway, you go there. I'm rooming with New York Joey, um, the super. This Australian guy, Australian Fox, I should know his name because he's, I've seen, like, do you know of an Australian Fox player, dude? I, like, Sora? Is it Sora? He's like a white guy. Um, yeah. Tall. Really tall. Black hair? Black hair. Blonde. He's blonde oh, hair. I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's blonde hair. I, I always forget his name, but he's he's a homie for sure. Um, yeah, and this is the first time I met my, my fucking... Hero, dude. This is this is where I meet my hero, Hungry Box. I get a picture with him. I'm having a I'm having a blast. I'm actually so, I was actually so happy meeting him. Um, like this is like day of pools, right? And then uh, I did teams with Lewis. We got kind of far. We had a we had I did a sick two v one comeback. Um, everyone was watching against like I guess some Florida heroes, and I just like fucked them up. On my own, I was like, yo, this is sick. So that's the first time me and Lewis teamed, I think, too. And then the next day rolls around, and it's like singles. And I just beat Gatsu or something? Yeah, no, I get far enough to beat Gatsu. Like, 3-0 solidly. I thought nothing of it, really, at the time. Because I was like, man, this is like, this is fucking free. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, Smuckers is so much better than this guy. <laughs> and then oh, yeah, this three oh, and then I'm like, but I pop off after, cause then I, cause then I, I hear that I get to play the next day, and I was like, what? I get to play the next day at my first major? Whoa, this is crazy, this is insane. Like literal, literal Jabali came up to me to tell me that and congratulated me and shook my hand and. He tweeted me on Twitter. So I'm like, yo, I can't believe this is happening, dude. So pretty much CEO Dreamland was like the reason why I stayed playing the game. Because it made me realize that, wow, I'm actually pretty good at the game. Um, Like I can probably ascend even further if I keep going, et cetera, et cetera. So I stayed. Wow. Yeah. So if fucking degenerate ass the swooper didn't <laughs> hit you up and offer a 24-hour bus ride to florida no and... initially it was 16 but uh, because we had missed the bus and it added an extra eight hours bro that doesn't make it any less degenerate so <laughs> if if the swoops didn't do that and you're college freshman ass wasn't so poor that he could <laughs> that you were like no nah, i'm flying or whatever yeah i don't that's just it's so crazy how like you wouldn't be where you are today you said you would not have taken the game i mean you would probably have come back to the game i don't i don't see 
you quitting at this point because I don't think I would be as good. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, your trajectory like continued on that pace ever since Dreamland, and I remember. Well, that was why you made top 100. Without that tournament, you don't make top 100 that year. I know that yeah. much. Yeah. Because you got straight up 100th. <laughs> literally like, 100. Literally the only triple dig. And so you can you can thank Super for my summit invite then also. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you don't get into summit without the top 100 to qualify. So mm-hmm. all that is, you could literally just pinpoint it. To the dumbest decision you could probably have made. There was probably like an eighty percent chance you fucking die on that bus ride. Oh yeah, bro. No, it was it was it was hands down worst decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> but apparently not. Or maybe because yeah. now 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 that you got the taste of a successful melee career, maybe it still was the worst decision you ever made. Because um, you know, there's a world where you you stay a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, it all has to. It all has to bore out at some point, but all right, cool. All right, so we kind of skipped through it, but you know, you get you get the top 100 spot that year, then you get into the summit the year after. So let's kind of fast forward to where we're at now, um, and I kind of want to talk about like your <sighs> mentality. I, I sigh at that word because it's such a loaded word, you know. Oh man, but, yeah. But um, let me just say it off the bat. When I say the word mentality, like, what does that make you think of? I still think of my org. <laughs> my first org I ever had. My first oh, sponsor. Facts. I didn't even think of that. That was um, a positive experience, though, right? It was It was an overwhelming po- positive experience. It, it, it was actually too positive because when um, they closed their doors, I thought, like, the next sponsor would be exactly the same <laughs> or even better. Nah, cause nah, esports. It showed it showed me like esports. Um, it's like hit or miss. But yeah, when I think about mentality. I think about like how it's it's like kind of a fib, but like not a, like not a fib at the same time. Cause like not it's, it's like it all always depends on the mentality that you need for the situation. It's not always the same one. That just is just gonna work out for you, like mm. throughout every single tournament. Sometimes I need like a mentality of don't think, don't think, nothing like nothing matters, or a mentality of like this is fun, this is a great game, I'm having so much fun, or like, or I need to put this motherfucker into the dirt, I need I need to make this not close at all. And um, yeah, sometimes I have I have to change it up. So it's mentality is always a fluctuating thing for me. Interesting. In so do you have um, – can you kind of like control it in a sense? Obviously, no one can control their subconscious, right? So it's not like a full control. But can you kind of like move it in different directions based on your needs? Or is it sort of like you feel something coming and you kind of lean into it and just take what comes? Uh, also both. It's, it's both. It's definitely both sides of it. Because like you said, you can't really control it. And if you're leaning into it, it's – pretty much better to lean into it but if the if the leaning into it's like being salty you should not go that route <laughs> okay. you know yeah so even if you if you are feeling like the need to lean into something you should definitely um think critically about what you are leaning into and how it's gonna like go onto this path and you should also you can practice your mentality and friendlies like it's it's like just because it's tournament tournament mindset you can practice that in friendlies if you want 
also. Like, mm-hmm. you can even put yourself into, like, scenarios where you, you need to practice a mentality. Like, uh, sometimes I literally won't try against somebody that I know I'll win against anyway until, like, the last stock. And then and when I'm at la- last stock and they're up three, I start practicing, like, my um my comeback, ment- <laughs> my comeback mentality. It's, like, a weird thing, but that's that's how I practice that. So I feel like I can um take control over that situation in tournament because I know I've done it in friendlies. Wow. Okay, so let's let's take it out of a specific game um, and look at more of like a macro scope, right? So mm-hmm. when you think of your overarching career, your long-term gains, like where do you want to be in three months, six months? What is mm-hmm. your what's your attitude and mentality towards improvement and results? Um, especially, I mean, going into the new year, it feels like. Whenever the the top 100 list comes out, there's a the whole conversation about, you know, plans for the next year, preparations, ideas, all this stuff. So so where's your head on all this? Uh, like moving forward, uh, specifically with the game or my life? Um, I would say the game, but I it, it always ties into life, right? It's like where it fits in our life. So um, yeah, yeah, both pretty much. So with the game, I want to kind of min max my spending. Um, I recently got a credit card, so I want to build like miles, sky miles and try to use that now for plane tickets. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's been, uh, my goal with it, like financially, I want to stream more and use the money also to go places mainly for travel. Uh, it doesn't have to be for a tournament. I just want to strictly for travel. Um, and with the game, I want, like the game specifically, I just want to pretty much win every single tournament I enter. I don't really, I, I really don't like going to tournaments and just losing. Like the, the past few weeks have actually been really detrimental to me because I'm looking right now at my calendar and it says HNC second, HNC third. Now, now HNC fourth. And that tells me I've just been fucking slacking, and I don't like feeling like a slacker. So now, I guess in the next few months, we're going to see Three Saint appear. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to appear randomly. And I also want to choose my tournaments um, better, because I feel like when I was sponsored, I was just like, oh, I'm going to go to this, I'm going to go to that, I'm going to go to that, I'm going to go to this, I'm going to go to that. And I wasn't even fucking practicing for any of them, really. Like, I, like, I wasn't really... Um, like preparing for them correctly, I was just seeing it more as, oh, I get to go, so I'm going to go. And, you know, in, in a way, it didn't waste my time because I got to practice like major mentality because major mentality is a fucking different, a different breed of mentality. I'll tell you that, mm-hmm. especially when you're on stage. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah. And, and now that I'm like, like, I'd say, you know, middle of the road rank, around, like, 44. Now I have to battle. This is my recent thing I'm realizing. Battling the underdog when I'm not the underdog is, like, very different. It feels very different. Huh. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. So that's another thing I, I've been uh, working with. And now, like, because, like, at Shine, it was Kevin Maples. Um, here... And here in NYC is Aklo. Yeah. Aklo's so uh, beating everyone right now. 
being everyone. But except Rishi, apparently Rishi, Akko was telling me that Rishi, like, like he felt like he was legitimately downloaded. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, damn, where did Rishi find the time? <laughs> what is Rishi? Fuck, he plays two games. They both play two games. What the fuck? They both? Oh, my God. Maybe that's the way to do it, man. Who knows? Dude, fuck all. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, no way. All right, so... <laughs> Um, speaking on majors, um, do you have, uh, actually let's not talk about majors. I want to talk more about, um, like the, the idea of a career, right? So you talked about streaming. Um, you've mm-hmm. also, you've also dipped your toes and have done a good amount of like content stuff, all of which I've liked in one way or another. Um, thank you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious, like, what's your, what's your philosophy on that? Um, it seems to be something you enjoy. Like, it looks like you have fun doing it. And, um, I mean, stream is one thing, but, like, other types of videos, uh, you there's not too many other people doing it the same way you're doing it. So what what are your thoughts on content and uh, how that applies to a Smash career? Content and a Smash career, they need to go hand in hand. Um, you cannot survive on solely just the game, so you need to do both. And I'm kind of fine with that. I think it's kind of cool that uh, it, it's like Smash is kind of like influencer culture at its like finest. But at the same time, it's a little, it feels a little toxic. Um, feels a little toxic. Feels a little cloud chasey. Um, and that's that's kind of a reason why I have been not like fully on board being a content creator with Smash because like I feel like there's a lot of clout chasing involved, and I just it's, it's just like not me. But I think that's just really an excuse for me. <laughs> that's just really an excuse for me. Maybe I should just like, like just do content and say fuck it. But don't let don't let these ideas hold me back. But in terms of me going forward with content and stuff, I'm just gonna do it for fun. And I'm also gonna start just doing streaming for fun. I've always been doing this for fun, which has been my the reason why it's really easy for me to continue and quote-unquote work hard like a lot a lot of stuff i've been doing is is strictly for fun and i think i've lost that vision um when i when i started just like farming locals and shit i, I think in albany it re- that's when it really hit me um that i was playing the game for like extrinsic value extrinsic i can't say the word extrinsic whatever <laughs> intrinsic and extrinsic values I don't so, even know. I I thought I knew it, and then you kept saying it wrong, and then I forgot. <laughs> ex, ex, oh my god, ex, extrin. Oh my fuck you. That was your fault. How do you say it? Like, I don't know anymore, dude. I don't know. Values. I'm just act like I said it right. Extrinsic we're, values. We're keeping it all in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, these like it is. It is felt like to me. Every Tuesday, I would go to this tournament and I'd acquire currency, and that's about it. Like, that's about it. I thought nothing. I thought nothing more of it. I'm just here to collect my check. Goodbye. And that was just. That's when the game has started to feel fucking horrible for me. And then I I needed to like find this like point of clarity. Like again, this is like after um CEO Dreamland actually. So like again, I'm like, oh my god, I need I need to find a way to like love this game again and just like keep going and that's when i kind of realized the whole fun thing going on 
so I started going to these tournaments more just to socialize. Um, the ones like the ones in Albany specifically, and then I realized that I pretty much like love all the people there. So um, it made it made all the games more enjoyable. It made being there more enjoyable. It just made everything more enjoyable. So I think Smash and content they go hand in hand. They're and they're very much well needed. But if you're not having fun, then don't do it. Yeah, and one thing that when you're talking about fun. I, I need to give a quick shout out to uh, Hostel Gato because uh, I've never had more fun than playing against you and him. <laughs> to this he's day, to this day, he's probably my favorite person in the world to play friendlies with. You guys, you guys had a um, were like real practice partners for a while, right? Yeah, we're uh, best friends, and we we go at it all the time. We never went to the extremes of. Um, me and Adrian, but um, me, me and Hasnogato, we're more, we're more like casual with it. It was just like strictly fun, yeah. And I kind of, I kind of wish he went to more tournaments, but he, his drive is just completely different than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I, I need you to start dropping more clout on him, so then uh, I have an excuse to, to do a podcast with him because I, I need to have him on, man, like. He's such a homie, but I feel like he's he's just got this idea of the game that's so different. It's uh yeah, it's cool. But this is not his time. <laughs> Wait, did not someone? You said not it the right. Hostile podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, all right, cool. So we talked about content. We talked about um, your upbringing, all that stuff. Um, so, do you think you'll ever stop playing? That's kind of a loaded question probably you're probably going to say no but um i guess I'll, I'll bring up the the question like what would make you stop playing what would make me stop playing uh like forever um <laughs> death probably okay. pro- all right pro- probably death because this is melee is probably the only game that i still like like there's not many other games that i still like out there like i'm not I'm truthfully not much of a game person, Loki. I like Melee, World of Warcraft, specifically Classic, because it's classic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. I recently got into Call of Duty more, because uh, like the new one is like kind of good. Reminds me of the old ones. But that's about it. I don't really waste my time too much playing a lot of games. Yeah, you know what? That's probably a bad question to ask any Smash player. <laughs> it's just yeah, most people are gonna be like, "What? I I uh, I don't know. Nothing." Bro, like a new one's not coming out. Well, they have, and they were bad. So, a new like, melee is not coming out. A new melee is not coming out ever. Yep. Slap City though. I'm just gonna bring it up. <laughs> yes, fucking Slap City. <laughs> slap City slaps. It's it's it pretty does. Good. Dude, uh, I had the <laughs> I had the honor to play some pros. In the in the Slap City Discord and God damn, <laughs> God damn, this game, dude. I thought I was good, bro. No, I'm not. I'm nowhere near. That's nowhere pretty, near good. It's pretty hype. But they yeah. were like cool about it. They're like, yo, yeah, they're matching advice stuff. It's not, it's good. not gatekeepy at all. Not as gatekeepy as as melee is. Truthfully, hmm. you know, like melee gatekeeping is like not really there. They're like it's sort of there. Right, it's more like uh, 
there's no welcoming Matt. People are like, yeah, I don't know, man. Shine out a shield better, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear, I hear you. All right, shout out to the Slab City community. They they could use some love. Not a lot of really games can uh, love. you could wave dash in. So hell yeah. <laughs> Tekken though. <laughs> I know nothing about Tekken. Is a wave dash? Really? Apparently, that's pretty cool. But it's not. It's not like a. It's not what it looks. It's not what you think it looks like. Uh. All right. No. No Tekken talk. Where is a strictly <laughs> melee podcast and Slab City? All right. So um, I wanted to talk also about um, your ideas, you know, just about like Puff in general, right? So there's always a conversation about how good Jigglypuff is, um, if she deserves to be banned, which is not a real conversation, but some people (laughs) treat it. Some people treat it like it is a real conversation. Um, And a lot of times your name comes up um, as a Puff player doing it very differently than other Puff players. Yeah. Um, So what are your thoughts on just how the community perceives Puff, where you fit into that? Where's your mind there? Um, how the community perceives Puff? I mean, like, I I feel like I don't really care. Like, I'm not here to change people's perceptions on Puff, like... They're they're not gonna change. <laughs> like people are gonna say Puff is lame. All right, man, it's it's lame. I I just think like they see Hungry Box and then they just get mad, and <laughs> and and you know Hungry Box is like the, the the person who holds like the ninety thousand view count on during top eights and he's always winning. Uh, no no hate to Hungry Box though. Like that like he inspired me. I got the opposite reaction. Um, Puff. Is I like I don't know like I I really don't know how to answer this question. People hate Puff, but like I feel like it's more a hate of not understanding the character than more than anything. But mm-hmm. like it's not really my job to make other people like love Puff because even though it seems that way because everyone like hit hits me up or like comes to me at a tournament like yo dude I fucking hate Puff but I love your Puff and I'm like. Hey, more to marry, right? Let's go. So I'm perfectly fine with like no puff fans, but only two sing fans. I, I I'm fine with that. I'll take it. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> right. But uh, I don't like it when the hate is is both correlated to puff and me at the same time. That's when I'm like, all right, uh, you need to calm down. Julie Puff is a pretty cool character. All right, like she can do this, that, and the third. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I think puff players also probably I think they need to try and push the character in other ways. Like the character can just do so much other shit than just fucking wall out in back air. Yeah, like the patterns you can do, the drifts you can do. Like I, I feel to me honestly, I feel like I'm just like I'm playing chess like all the time, and that's why I like playing the character. Word, yeah. It also seems like a lot of work to be the sole reason people just stop hating a character you know you're fighting uphill if people are going to hate hbox you know what what's what are you going to do to counter that you're going to do about it dude (laughs) they hate him it's impossible (laughs) yeah all right i feel that so he actually asked me what i could what he actually asked me for advice on um how many people hate him less and i was like dude (laughs) no way 
Yeah, he did. He, he asked me at Genesis, and I was like, yo, bro, I, I honestly, dude, like, I don't know. I like you. <laughs> I like you. Me, me and Cody were together at the time, and he was just like, and Cody was like, yeah, dude, I like you too, dude. You're a cool, you're a cool guy. And you know, he was just like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah, it was, it was pretty a tender moment. It was a nice moment. <laughs> wow. All right. So I know uh, we've had this meme kind of back and forth. Um, how whenever you're playing on stream or something, it's like, yo, it's the world's most aggressive puff. <laughs> um, what What do you have to say about that? The bar is so low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think you are? Uh, yeah, I, I am for sure. But that's because literally the bar is so low. Like, if I didn't have hand problems 24-7, I'd, I'd probably be way more aggressive because I'd be really pushing, like, power shield rest meta and shit like that and, uh, like, other situations. But, um, yeah, I, the most aggressive puff in the world. I think it's kind of funny because the thing is, the way I play puff is just that I know that I'm not going to die to certain moves because I, I'm not going to get edge guarded. So I, I'm just going to – I'll eat the hit. In, in turn of me getting my very meaty hit. Huh. Like a like pound or something, you know? So it's it's like risk-reward calculation. It's not like balls to the wall. Because you kind of can't play buff that way. Yeah, you can't, you can't really go balls to the wall. I mean, you can go balls to the wall if you really want, but you're going to get knocked away, and then, like, it takes, like, 10 seconds for you to get back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it, it, it's, it feels kind of balls to the wall, but it's not... Solely because when you get knocked away, you're like, all right, I got to repositioning and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So it's a lot of resetting. All sure. right. All right. So you'll claim the title. And uh, I'll stop making fun of kids in Twitch chat for bringing that up. But fuck, it's so funny. It is. You can, it go, is... You can go ahead and, and still talk about it and, in Twitch chat. I don't mind. All right. I'll talk some shit. It's not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Well, because I know, I know in playing you that um, if y you are you have the capability to do anything Puff can do. So if if it calls for it, you will lay back and let the the neutral game develop more. So yeah. I think I'm just coming from it like the way me versus you specifically, our meta has evolved over the years. Yeah. Because. Like we've, I I love that matchup. My my favorite matchup by far, and the sets me and you have played. It's like the amount of thinking that goes into just the game plan. I feel like it always changes game plans every set. It's just so wild to me. That's the fun of it. That's why. That's actually why I play pub. I, I love that like adaption like play style. We both have to do on both ends to play the set. It's it feels it feels interactive but in the mind more than anything yeah it's that that matchup is so sick fox puff is i think my favorite matchup to watch and so that whole stretch of time where it was like armada versus hbox for like five majors in a year or some shit i was in heaven like that was my favorite <laughs> like yeah because they were pushing it the same way but it felt so much more drastic like you could just see 
they would introduce like new moves. It was almost like Armada discovered down tilt, you know, <laughs> it was like literally discovered the move. It's crazy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like two sets a month apart would look like completely different players. And I'm sitting here looking at people complain about it just because it's the same matchup. And I just realized like how little people who it's going to sound like I'm shitting on people or being elitist, but it's like, if you don't play this game, at least, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z, where there's like a tournament going on, people are fighting and all Mm -hmm. like the other, like lesser fighters, but still strong could like follow them. And then Hercules like had to pretend that he was following. Like you can't, Oh, you can't like, see it if you're not yeah. if you're not like fighting at some strength level you know and so it's just a little mm-hmm. disappointing i don't know that's my yeah. rant for the episode <laughs> i'm tight dude dude it's because like they don't you don't know they don't know frame data they don't know interactions on stage you don't know how like far a, a fox full hawk can really go like right. they're just the uh, twitch chat people you know and that's why commentary is so important. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of I'm getting off my own tangents here, but now I'm like I'm energized. Like it, there's only so much a commentator can bring to the game, you know, and yeah. like there's so much going on at every moment. And especially, again, at that highest, highest level, there's so much adaptation and different things going on that I don't know, man, like we would need some godlike like Dota level commentary, just spitting off, <laughs> you know, the fastest speech possible to actually articulate everything that's going on in this game. I think commentary has gotten worse. Mm. You know, or maybe I, I, I've gotten better, so it's gotten worse. I, man, you just you just tapped into a vein that I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about this shit, dude. You have no idea. Oh, dude, like, let's go into it. Let's go into it. Like, I, I think it's definitely a little column B, right? Because mm. um, when you're first starting off, it's just every Melee tour, like 2015, like the Platinum Era, whatever, um, 2016, when we were both starting off, like every tournament we watched was just fantastic, which I, I just appreciated every moment, you know? So there might be some like rose tinted goggles there. Like I might be thinking of it as better just because of nostalgia, but you know, th- then again, who are the main, but no, it was actually, it was actually, it was just strictly hype commentary though, I think, but it's the same format as now, but worse. Cause I don't, yeah. Wow. It's, it, it's the same format. <laughs> You got Scar, your hype man. Uh, your current hype man's like what, Vish? And now we got like your analytical guy, which I guess would have been like Prague, and now it's DJ. Um, There's no storyline guy anymore. Nobody has fit the role of Prague when like people would walk up to stage and he would just fit it into a narrative that would like. Because it's all punchline now. You know what I mean? It's all like yeah, all chilling, chilling and Vish just cracking jokes at each other and be like, yo, dude. <laughs> and like, it's going to sound like I'm talking <laughs> shit. That's really the worst of it. But, you know, I, I, I think I they're good. But there's there's nobody setting up the tournament as like these two players met first when they were just 16 years old. Both 
of their parents fought to the death. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> there's none of that. None of that. I miss Prague, you know? We all miss Prague. Even though Prague was not even in my era, I, I still miss him just because I've seen, you know, videos of, of him in it. He commentated the legendary top eight of, like, oh, what was it? Was it Apex, like, 2012 or something? Mm-hmm. Some some really old tournament that Prague was commentating the entirety of. And he did that, like, every single time. He's like, because it was people all over the world, like, I think, uh, Yavi? Javi? Javi. Javi was in there. Um, like, Ice was in there. Hacks money was in there. So, yeah, I mean, nowadays, I, I think the production of everything has gone up. I think there's a good amount of content around the tournaments. Like, there's, you know, pre-shows and there's all this stuff. But, I don't know, there's something, there's something missing, at least from my perspective of that, that generates hype. And I, I just don't know how to reclaim that. Like, wh- what do you think this, we need to go to get that back? Uh, good question. I feel like it's, it's going to have to come from a top man player who retires. Probably that who just really loves the games where they stayed or some shit. Mm. Um, to rekindle like someone like that, it, it, it'd be really difficult because like Prague was already like a, a a figurehead in the community long before that, like coming from like Long Island and shit. So it, it it'd be it'd be tough, you know. Like I guess the closest we got, not nah, not even the closest. I was gonna say Fen- Fendi, but I thought about it. I was like, no, I was like that's not that's not the type of commentator we're describing here, right? I don't know, right. man. It's it's strange because it's just like we're so decentralized that we're really just, man. I, I Melee really is its own like influencer culture. That's really all that's going on here. Is just it is. everyone building up their own brand and then like kind of tugging some sort of cultural center more towards themselves, and that's like the only way that, to do it. That's what I uh, wrote in my uh, top one hundred ballot thing. They sent me like the interview, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're like, how do you think melee has changed, and uh, and how do you think it's gonna go like going forward? And I was like, yeah, I think melee has changed on the outside. Like it's it's definitely gonna be like influencer culture. Like everyone's gonna be like the next mango because like everyone wants to be the next mango. Like how we used to say that it's really happening. People are making streams. We got Ginger. We got Magi. We got funny enough the two <laughs> other bigger streamers are like both Falcos, and now we got um. IBDW, we got, uh, what else? Well, what else? No, I think Nun's stream's been popping off, too. I think he just hit 1K subscribers. Dude, yeah, he has been streaming. Oh, my God. I'm so happy he's been, I'm so happy he's streaming. Now we got Hacks also as a streamer, but not a streamer. He just hosts tournaments. Right. So, but when he does eventually start streaming, because um, he's always talked about this plan, and now seeing how Hax's nightclub is not a fucking meme, like he wasn't joking around when he's talked about that shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's now coming coming to my mind that everything he said, like he was not lying about, and he will actually start streaming eventually. But he wanted to build it, I guess, in a certain way. And you know, this this tournament series is a part of that. Yeah, there's almost like 
I think it's the only natural progression for a game like Melee is just kind of this uh, meritocracy, every man for himself. Like the tools are presented, but there's no, you know, all we have is just people and the game. And yeah. like, and then like streaming technology getting better and cheaper slowly over time. You know, like exactly. that's that's really all we have. And it's just wild, like, what's coming out of it. Because tournament series come and go. Like, we just lost Smash and Splash, apparently. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that. You lost Smash and Splash? I don't know. I saw just a couple. Like, I think Smash and Splash got, like, canceled. Like, not, like, tournament canceled. Like, person canceled. Person canceled? Like, twit like, oh, no. longer. Not again. Wait, I'm going to get water real quick. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. We're back. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how Smash and Splash got canceled. I don't know if that's even true. All I know is that like a couple people who worked for it were kind of pissed, and um, I don't know. Hopefully, we don't lose it, and hopefully, they didn't do anything that fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty dope tournament. Not gonna yeah. lie. But still, like the community persists, and all we have is just like we just all love the game so much, and we all. It just feels like so many people have this like unrelenting work ethic you know like mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying earlier how you just work hard because you're having a good time yeah that's I, I feel like that is the only driving force in melee like there's <laughs> no there's no money there's no extrinsic motivation there is no money dude and then once you start thinking there is money you're, you're like you get fucked over you're like so oh, wait, there is no. <laughs> there's like yeah there's like 10 there's like 10 tickets to make a living and they, no, it's about five, bro. It's really it's, like five. It's ten with content and with like the sponsors that are out there, and it's not related to the top. I mean, like SFAT is still kicking. I think he's still full time. You know, how the fuck? You? CLG. CLG. Thing, no, you need a sponsor. If you are sponsored, if you are sponsored, you're fine. If you're still winning, exactly. Which, uh, they're still. They're still they're still winning um, like every doubles tournament, which is wild. I, like you don't even you take it for granted, but they're like the best doubles team to ever do it. And that's why they're still signed. That's why they're still signed. You just got to get your thing, you know. You know, just, you find your you find your niche, your melee your melee tools, and you know someone had to dominate doubles. Now they're dominating the shit out of doubles. CLG money. Yeah, they're, they're still clapping. Still clapping cheeks out there. Clap! Oh my God! See, clap, clapping. No, clapping. Uh, guys, that's that's not as fun as clapping cheeks. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that part. Clapping <laughs> cheeks. But yeah, dude, you just gotta like, we just gotta find our thing, and I think that is probably the biggest value that we can get out of melee, besides just the joy of it, is like. It's it's almost like a way for us to discover our own identity in a way. Yeah. It's like we struggle with getting better and then we struggle with fitting it into our lives and the concept of a career and the concept of even like am I still improving? All this stuff. It mainly seems to put us through these trials of really just exposing our weaknesses and, and making us come to the challenge. That's like at the end of it, all we have is like bettering ourselves. Does that make any sense? Did I just pulled that out of my ass. 
No, you did not pull that out of your ass, dude. I think 100% I would not have been able to um, get as far as I did in college without Melee, even though like I despise college because it, it makes me feel like it took away time and, and energy away from Melee and other things I could be doing. But it, it also like just kind of helped me with like that. Like I was able to pinpoint what I'm doing wrong in school it helps me pinpoint things um i'm just doing like wrong in general like health wise like i should exercise i should exercise more take it more seriously etc etc like melee teaches you a lot of things yeah i i don't know if i would have taken exercise as seriously if i didn't like read some fucking reddit post or some shit or like hear somebody talk about how exercise made their melee performance better (laughs) like oh my god like oh i gotta i gotta work out to compete better in bracket like all right you know and then it worked Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck like let me cement this for this reason like i I don't care about my longevity as a human i I just want my i just want my results to go up it's just so fucking i want my fingers to move now (laughs) yeah no I, i i'm most scared about my my hands yo i've been using this ergonomic mouse at work Mm-hmm. And I literally, I don't know if I move my wrist more than a foot a day. Like, oh, really? You should be moving your arm, I think. Oh, but one second. Sorry. Um, ABC SSB, thank you for the subscription. Welcome to the boys. Oh, congrats. Oh, yo, we got a sub yeah. during the wannabes. Yes, oh, you owe me a dollar seventy-five. I got you, dude. I got you. <laughs> Oh man! I get you a beat slider at HNC. Oh hell yeah! Just one out of the four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that tracks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about the ergonomic mouse. Ergonomic mouse, dude, and um, you hold it sideways, like so your arm rests comfortably, like on the pinky, but there's like mm. a little platform for it, and um. It's just me, and I have like a little um, thing for my wrist and the keyboard too. Dude, so it, it, it keeps going, dude. Bro, keep, keep like talking about the mouse, bro. No, it's like it is literally the best thing I've ever felt. And then I come home and use my regular mouse, and it's really disappointing. Like the the little tweaks and and all these upgrades we could put into our fucking day to day life. We're getting so off topic. I'm I'm, I think we should probably wind it down. We're getting we're getting long. It's great. I'm having a great time. Let's end it strong. I have a final One question. Second. Captain Saving it. Home, thank you for the subscription. Let's go. <laughs> Double this. Oh, two subs. We got mm-hmm. a little train going. Don't want to be trained, bro. So I owe right. you $3, I think. No, you don't owe me shit. All right. So um, we are at the final question. Let's talk about the final question so okay i ask everybody this at the end of the at the end of the pod um let's put it in a scenario you are in charge of being the mentor the sensei for a new player they play puff they've been playing for about a year so they have the tech skill down they have the uh basics down you know all this stuff and you're their new sensei. What do you? What is the number one lesson that you give to this person? And 
I have a couple follow-up questions, too. This puck player? Um, okay, and he's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want him to tell me everything he does is bad, what, what he does that is bad or thinks is bad, and I want him to answer why the fuck does he do that. Okay. And go go find out why. Go find out. <laughs> go go find something else to do then. Uh, I'd also go tell him to find a training partner if I'm not his training partner. And 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 grind together all the time. Cool. Okay. Next part of this question is, what would you say is the number one thing? Not the number one thing. I'm sorry. What would you say is the is the philosophy he should envelop to become the most successful player he can be a philosophy yeah um, let's see let me think give me a second mm-hmm. okay um i think my philosophy would be there would always be there would always be another tournament but it'd be really cool to win this one Okay, I like that. And I know you kind of just gave a one-sentence answer, but the last question is, how would you sum up all of your advice into one sentence? All my advice into one sentence? Um, Have fun. (laughs) Hell yeah. Truthfully, yeah. (laughs) All right, Yo. so many people, dude, go down that path of uh, not not having fun. Ah, to Saint, this was better than I could have expected. I'm so happy you agreed to come on. I'm so happy that we came up in the same region. We got to play as much as we did, and that the only way you'll ever quit is if something tragic happens. Fuck, it's I hope really I- tragic. I'm, if this ever gets released and something tragic does happen, that's going to be fucking awful. But until that happens, dude, I'm happy you're around. Good luck on the 2020 year. Keep the content coming. Start, you know, start winning majors, you know? Oh, that's definitely coming. That's definitely coming. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. doubt it. All right, man. I'll um, hopefully see you soon. Have fun at school. I will. See you later, man. Thank you. Thank you.